A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Today we've got an awesome story of revenge against somebody that was outwardly laughing about taking advantage of them. We'll get to that in a bit, but first... She tried to extort a baby from me, but ended up helping me keep the baby. This happened way, way back, my daughter's 30 now, when I was 18 and in my first year of college, I got pregnant. The father joined the Navy to escape responsibility. My parents, who are strict conservatives, except when it's inconvenient, abandoned me and cut me off financially. They wanted me to end the pregnancy to prevent the loss of my scholarship. That's how I found myself at 18, suddenly and totally responsible for myself and my living situation, with no financial or emotional support from anyone. I lived at a private dorm and was befriended by the property manager, Donna. When I told her my situation, she swooped in like a hero and helped me get a place to stay at one of the other properties she managed. I was getting evicted from the dorm. She then helped me get a job at a gift shop at one of those properties. I thought she was the most wonderful person for all of this, until her true motives became clear. She wanted to adopt my baby, even though I had expressed no interest in giving my baby up for adoption. After a few weeks of work, she launched a campaign to convince me I was unfit to be a mother, and that my baby would be so much better off if I let Donna have it. At first, it was subtle, passive-aggressive remarks about how much money she and her husband had, how she couldn't have children herself, how she hoped that she was able to adopt one day and what a wonderful life they would give their baby. But as time passed, her approach became more aggressive and direct. She was always around the shop and would even come to my apartment ready to point out things I did or didn't do that proved what a terrible mother I would be. She went into long rants about how I was awful for having a baby without a father, how we'd be welfare trash forever, how God brought her into my life because she was meant to have my baby. It was endless and constant for months. Sometimes I let her comments upset me and make me wonder if she was right, but in my heart I knew that I'd be a good mother. For a while and feeling intimidated, I let myself be bullied into including her in baby-related events. I even let her go with me to the sonogram where I found out my baby was a girl. She was so excited for me. As I got closer to delivering, I got stronger in making clear to Donna that I was not giving up my baby. I tried to avoid Donna as much as I could, but was regularly reminded how much power she had over my living situation. I soon had co-workers telling me she was claiming that my baby's adoption was a done deal. She even told people she was decorating a nursery and buying baby girl clothes. When it became clear that she was not going to change my mind, she started threatening me with eviction from my apartment and firing me from my job. That way I'd realize how unstable my situation was and recognize I had no business having a baby. And sure enough, I lost my job. She fired me for not wearing my shoes behind the cashier's counter at the gift shop. When I was on my feet all day, my feet would swell right out of my shoes. 
I'd stayed behind the counter and slip off my shoes for a bit, but never in view of the customers. Still, that was reason enough, in Donna's mind, to teach me a lesson. It didn't take long after losing my job to also lose my apartment. I ended up couch surfing and even spent some time homeless until I got some housing assistance. In the meantime, I had gone to the EEOC and complained, and they helped me mediate with the owners of the gift shop property. As a result, Donna got fired from managing that property, and I got months of back pay and some extra money for my trouble. In exchange for not full out suing them, this small cash windfall turned out to be a huge blessing that actually enabled me to survive financially until I had my baby and could get back in school. Donna firing me was the best thing that could have ever have happened. I saw her years later and she was still childless. Best revenge? My daughter's now getting ready to graduate, full scholarship and magna cum laude from a top law school. Turns out being raised by a single mom is not as awful as Donna thought. OP is one perseverant legend. I cannot imagine how devastated you would feel realizing that this person who seemed to be your knight in shining armor is actually secretly plotting against you to try and take your child from you. I mean, to not only bounce back from just their whole situation, but that alone too? Honestly, incredible stuff. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you enjoy awesome stories of revenge, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is... Make a meme about sex using our selfie and share it with your friends? Oops, I forgot what I promised. I'm 52-year-old female, he's 48, July 2022, we met through friends his best friend being brothers of my superior co-worker. I don't really have a friendship with her, but I guess she's alright. We went on a couple of dates and decided to hook up and begin a relationship. That's when he took our selfie. We hooked up, it was great. Next date, he showed me the meme that was similar to Packers Pummel Bears that he said he showed to his friends. Cringe, I'm too mature for that. That morning, he woke up and asked if I had any whiskey to put in his coffee. Um, no? So he suddenly made an excuse that he was taking his adult kids to brunch and he'd call me later. He didn't call. I didn't call him. A couple of days later he called, confiding that he got a DUI that Sunday and that he lied to me. He didn't have brunch. He went to a bar and got a DUI at 4pm. I politely immediately broke up with him and he begged me to keep the DUI to myself. I agreed because I'm an adult. Last week, my coworker came by and said, Oh my god, I just found out you dated Vince. I said, I'd hardly call it dating. I broke up with him right after that DUI. She dropped her papers and slammed her hands on my desk shouting, What? What? You've gotta be kidding me. He didn't tell any of us. Oops. Betty revenge on a platter. And I didn't even mean to. Yeah, considering literally what he did... It's so rich of him to be like, hey, can you also keep this embarrassing thing of mine a secret? Oh, I wasn't aware that we were operating on those terms. This next story is, enjoy your walk. My company had a main building with all the amenities, including a cafeteria. My group was in a smaller building next door. No one wanted to hike across the parking lot to pay for the lousy coffee in the cafeteria. So one of our engineers installed his own Mr. Coffee machine in an empty office. He charged just enough to break even. Then another group moved into our building. Being good neighbors, we told them about our unofficial coffee service and reminded them of the rules. Keep the area clean. When you empty the pot, brew a new one. And put a quarter into the box for each cup. 
One of these new guys ranted about how his college roommate worked for Google and they have this awesome cafeteria where employees enjoyed free meals. Another talked about the startup he'd worked at that had a fridge fully stocked with free soda. Our company should be able to at least afford free coffee. The guy who ran the coffee service noticed that the money collected didn't balance with the amount of coffee consumed, so he rigged up a nanny cam. Sure enough, the guys from the new group were helping themselves to coffee without paying. We moved a classified documents cabinet into the coffee room and got the company to install a badge reader on the door. Access was restricted to our group. The new guys had to walk across the parking lot and pay twice as much for worse coffee. Just pitch in and help your fellow man. God forbid somebody puts in the effort to provide it when the company is not providing it themselves. Bunch of cheap jerks. Our next story is Jerk 18 Wheeler. This literally just happened this morning on my way to work. On my route to the office, I have to hop on the interstate for less than a mile to get to the main road that takes me to my office. The on-ramp to the highway ends up being the rightmost lane, which ends after about a quarter mile. The lane that I merge into is an exit-only lane for my exit. In these situations, as most of you know, it's best for traffic flow to drive all the way to the end of the lane and then zipper merge into traffic, which is what most people do. This morning, there was an 18-wheeler in the left lane that was apparently getting bent out of shape. People were passing him on the right well before the right lane ended. As I approached, he quickly moved the truck from the left lane into the right merged lane. It was an abrupt maneuver with no signal, and then he sat in the middle of both lanes so it was pretty obvious what he was trying to do. My issue was that I had to slam on my brakes because of this and it then impeded the flow of the traffic in the lane behind me. This jerk also decided to lay on the horn when anyone coming from the left on the highway would attempt to merge into the exit-only lane in front of him. Clearly, he owns the road and we are subject to his whims. My reaction to this was pretty simple, but petty nonetheless. After we took the exit and began merging onto the next highway, I jumped into the lane to the left of us as soon as it was permissible to do so and then matched the speed of the 18-wheeler driving next to his cab. His issue? There was another exit-only lane coming up and now he's stuck. I drove next to him for a couple of miles matching his speed. He was laying on the horn at me to move so he could get into my lane but I refused and eventually forced him off the exit. It was a very petty and minor victory, but I'm not going to lie, it was pretty satisfying. I'd like to add that I wasn't driving erratically next to the truck or doing anything that would potentially endanger any other motorists, nor did I impede traffic in any way during this process. There was a third lane to the left, so people were easily able to go around me or the truck if they wanted to. So, considering this guy desperately needed to get left, I'm surprised they didn't just like full on hit the brakes and come to a complete stop. Like was OP willing to be petty enough to match them coming to a complete stop on the interstate? The guy probably let his anger get the best of him and he could only focus on trying to go faster than OP. Our next story is, my neighbors love loud music, so I played some for 15 days during Chinese New Year. My neighbors have young adults who throw wild parties with loud music. The laws in my country are that music must be stopped after 1am. They keep going until 3. It was horrible when my brother was born since the music would keep him screaming and crying all night. Last Chinese New Year, as a way to piss them off and celebrate as well, 
My dad and I blasted the most loud, obnoxious, repetitive lion dance music for the entire 15 days just to piss them off. I know this isn't even that good compared to other stories, but it's still our way of getting back at them. 100% if you have neighbors who are so loud and even like noise complaints don't seem to stop them, the trick is finding out when they are sleeping and you ruin that for them. And you are unrelenting with that until they understand why it's happening. Our next story is failing out on dinner date. Back when I was still in the dating scene, I met this girl through a dating app. We matched and hit it off right away in the chat. After a week or two, I asked her out on a dinner date. She wanted to bring a friend along. I hesitated at first, not because I don't want to pay for three people, but I don't want to be the third wheel. However, I agreed, thinking she would feel more comfortable with her friend on the date. I made a reservation at a casual restaurant that's built over a large man-made pool. Open air, nicely decorated, good food. The table I reserved is in the more private area where couples usually dine. In short, the place is casual enough for three and romantic enough for a date, and if the date went badly, at least the food's good. On the date night, I went to pick her up just to find out that she invited another of her friends without telling me. So there's three of them in total, two friends and the girl. Obviously, I was flabbergasted. They greeted me and jumped in my car. They were just talking amongst themselves the entire way to the restaurant. I might as well have been an Uber driver at that point. We had to move to a bigger table. The restaurant wasn't fully reserved, so we didn't have to wait for long. The girls were having a blast. They ordered expensive dishes, went nuts on drinks. I was pretty much excluded from the conversation. Anything I said would be ignored. None of them even made a glance at me. It seems like I don't exist then. It was very clear to me that she and her friends are on girls night out and I'm a sucker that's going to pay for them. With that, I ordered the most expensive steak and other dishes, piling up the bill, stuffing my face, then excused myself to the washroom got in my car, and drove back home. On the way back, I got 20-ish calls that I didn't bother to pick up. When I got home, I was bombarded with messages and was called jerk and more. Yeah, them inviting one friend already is too much of a red flag. I feel like if that happens, you have to settle with going with something a little more cheaper. And if that's a bust, then you know there was really a catch. Our next story is an expensive laugh. My wife and I were together for four years. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s, and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy, and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. 
If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that, after finishing a small questionnaire, will match you with a licensed therapist, where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. Married for one and a half, and after some convincing from her mom, she evicted me from our shared apartment January 28th with no warning. Her name was on the lease, and I was subletting from her, paying my half of the rent directly to her, plus other bills. Yes, it's in writing. We were living in France, and I had nowhere to go, so I ended up taking an emergency flight to the U.S., courtesy of the U.S. Embassy in France. When I got back to the U.S., I was devastated but ready to sign divorce papers without any arguing or conditions. February 1st, I had a group chat with my ex-wife, her mother, and her father so they could help us transition to our new lives apart, and I was proposing a solution to an unpaid bill that was going to affect my ex-wife and me fairly equally, but it required my ex-wife to do a little bit of paperwork, literally an email and a signature. She didn't reply, but her mother did. Ha 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 ha. She laughed at me while I was in an incredibly vulnerable state, just trying to respectfully come to a common good for both of us. But after that, I became the embodiment of rage. And it's time for petty revenge. After having a lawyer and a former employer of mine, who happens to be a judge with resources to make a good judgment on French law regarding the situation with my ex-wife, give their insight into the situation, I decided that she can either pay me for all the costs incurred from evicting me from the middle of winter, plane ticket, hotel stay, wages lost, etc., which totals over 15,000 euro, or she can take her chances in court, which would reveal to the judge that she broke the anti-eviction and winter law, potentially causing her to go to prison. The lawyer and my former employer have said I have a pretty open and shut case. My ex-wife's mother literally had a 15,000 plus euro laugh. Moral of the story, if you're ever getting divorced or are in a situation where tensions are high and potential costs are large, don't laugh at the opposite party, especially when they're cooperative and being respectful. You love seeing the people who are so overly giddy at your misfortune or when you're down get theirs. There's nothing more satisfying than watching a person like that get knocked off a peg. Our next story is, to get back at my roommate for disrespecting slash breaking my items, I put them on the top shelf so she can't reach them. My roommate is more careless with my items than I would appreciate. She'll use my mugs before hers then get a chip in it and not apologize, or use my favorite utensils that I own before she uses hers, and then leaves them in the sink every day. Little petty things. So when I get sick of these little things, cause I would never do them to her, I just indirectly confiscate them from her. How? I place them on the tippy top shelf of our cabinets that I, almost 5'7", can barely just reach, and she, 5'2"-ish, would have to train like an Olympian to even dream of brushing her hand against. But I don't do it all at once. Whichever item she mistreats enough times, 
Say, leaving my favorite knife in the sink three times in a row, I suddenly put it right on the top shelf. Enough for her to feel that I'm dethroning her, but also not enough for her to bring it up without feeling crazy. What's the little shoddy gonna say? Hey, can you stop putting your knife on the empty top shelf that I can't reach? I haven't had my fill of leaving it dirty in the sink every day. This honestly just makes me think about my youth when I was too short to reach the top shelves and I literally had to crawl on top of the counter to reach to the like second or third shelves. It's one of those funny things where you just realize at some point I was just tall enough to reach up there no problem. Kind of like the saying where it's like at one point of your life your parents picked you up and set you down for the last time. Assuming you're tall enough, at some point you were just tall enough to reach the the shelves in the cabinet. Our next story is Reddit reaches the backwoods. Ten people in the register line at the farm store. Time change screwed up the register and Karen decides to throw a fit about the line moving slow. She demands the manager, rattles her complaints at high volume. When he tries to speak, she pops off with, Do you know who I am? The manager skips a beat, grabs the store microphone and says, Does anyone know who this woman is? She's lost and confused and doesn't know who she is. The entire line busted out laughing. Suggestions of calling the nursing home to see if they're missing someone, etc. She stormed off. I still don't know who she was. And I was still laughing when I got to the register. Asked the manager how he thought of that. And he said he saw it on Reddit. Reddit has reached the backwoods. Now, it might shock you, but I think there's more people around you or in your life that use or look at things on Reddit than you would ever really suspect. For some reason, I feel like there's this phenomenon where people who regularly use Reddit assume most people don't. But apparently 50 million people log on daily just to the app. That's not just people who don't have accounts or just browse. Our next story is, am I the jerk for sending a classmate's mother a video of her letting her boyfriend grab her but in the middle of class? I, 16, classmate, around 16 probably, I don't know exactly how old everyone is, could be 16 or 17, let's call her Vic. So two of my friends, let's call them May and Crystal, both female, started dating. They sometimes held hands in class. Nothing more, nothing inappropriate. My classmate Vic decided to film them holding hands in class and sent it to May's mother, outing her to her mom and getting her kicked out of her house. Now she's staying with her dad and her mother doesn't talk to her anymore. The thing is, Vic has a boyfriend. They sit next to each other in class and are always pretty much screwing in class. The boyfriend, M, holds her, grabs her butt, her waist, kisses her neck and they make out in class. They're actually inappropriate, unlike May and Crystal. A friend of mine sent me a video of M very clearly grabbing and fondling Vic's butt in the middle of class, and May sent me Vic's mom's phone number, and I sent Vic's mom the video saying that it made all of us uncomfortable. Vic and M were previously told by many teachers to drop it and stop making out in class, by the way. Am I the jerk? I barely talk with Vic. Maybe it was none of my business. Vic's mom is pretty furious, not with Vic but with me and May, she's even saying she's gonna sue us. I know she won't, she has nothing to sue over, we didn't publish the video or share it with others, but perhaps we should've just let it die and not try to get back on Vic. After all, sending the video to Vic's mom won't undisown May. I mean, let's be fair, the butt grabbing in class is pretty darn unsightly, nobody wants to see that. So hey, send the video to their mom, out them, 
Let's see if that entitled mother is willing to stick their neck out and stick up for the butt-grabbing boyfriend. That would be a weird confliction of entitlement. My daughter can have her butt grabbed in class anytime she wants. If anything, the teacher and, by extension, the school should be doing something about this behavior in the middle of class. This next story is, don't assume others don't speak Spanish. So I'm a bridal stylist. I help people find their wedding gown. I love my job and 99% of the time it's a happy, wonderful job with great co-workers and customers. And then there's the 1%. I had a bride today who was very sweet but just didn't connect with the gowns we had. That's okay, it happens sometimes. She was fine. But her mom, and somehow it's always the mom or the aunt, was decidedly not happy and decided to crap talk me in Spanish the whole time. Does this woman know what she's doing? She's pulling nothing but ugly gowns. Said gowns were selected by the bride. I hope you don't ever get as fat as her and so on. Lovely. Now, I am whiter than a jar of mayo and I don't necessarily look like I speak Spanish. However, my parents are from a Spanish-speaking country, even though they're not ethnically Hispanic. I knew a lot more as a kid, but I still know enough to get around. So I waited until the end, and as they were leaving, I said, I hope you have a great day. Please feel free to come back anytime you'd like. We have lots more gowns you can go through if you'd like, in Spanish, to the bride and her mom. And oh man, you know how good it feels when you're in a freak ton of pain? And the doctor finally gives you something that works? And you're suddenly not feeling any pain anymore? Or when you're craving the heck out of a specific flavor of ice cream and you manage to find it? Yeah, seeing that look on the bride's mom's face when she realized I heard and understood the entire hour of her ripping me to shreds was so much better. Now see, of all of these stories, if I could pick and choose which revenge story happens to me, ignoring the ones of course that involve large financial gain, This would be the kind of one I would choose, where somebody is just going off on me saying how ugly or fat or lazy I am, and being able to snap at the very end and say, yeah, I heard you the whole time, idiot. Hopefully humble somebody before they go and try to pull the same stunt again in the future. Our next story is, humiliated me for my height, but nature has its way of revenge. This happened in first year of my high school, so like 13 years ago. I was the shortest person in my class. It irked me a lot because people gave me names to make fun of me. I hated that I was short. This girl A was also a short girl, but not shorter than me, so she took it as a way to harass me every day of that year. While I was walking with my friends, she would run up to me and measure her height with me and shout out to her friends how she's still taller than me and giggle away. Her friends laughed with her saying, you're such a meanie. I felt humiliated, but I laughed it off in front of my friends. Cut to next year, I've kind of started accepting the fact that I'm short and I can't do anything about it. We have class photos coming up, so we line up according to our heights. First, being the shortest person. As we were next in line, I was talking with my friends out of the line about something I forgot. A appears out of nowhere and drags me to the front saying, Save to your place. I was just stunned at her behavior, but before I could say anything, the games coach told me to move back at 5th in the line. Turns out I grew a bit in a year. I was jogging and exercising with my dad the whole vacation, and was no more the shortest girl. Who took my place? 
A did. She was pulled out of her self-declared place and put in the front. I had a poop-eating grin as I looked at the back of her head, not moving an inch to look behind, because I would be at her line of sight. Photographs came in and I had a big smile on my face in my new spot. Isn't it sad that to a bunch of kids it's a big deal about who's the shortest, who's the one in the very front? What the heck does it matter in any way? This next story is, laugh about taking advantage of me? Enjoy couch hopping? So I was helping out a friend that I've known for quite a while, because she's been having trouble finding work. She does actively look for work, but they're all low-paying temp jobs, until she finds work in her field, and she lives in an area with a very high cost of living. Nothing huge, but stuff like helping round out her rent and covering her phone bill and instacarting her groceries. I do pretty well for myself, so a few hundred bucks a month really isn't a big deal. Fast forward to a few weeks ago, a mutual friend slides into my DMs with screenshots. We'll call her C and the one I've been helping, H. C says, so you find a position yet? H says, yeah, but I'm chillin', I got a good thing going right now. C says, what? H says, I got a few available, but OP's been covering most of my crap, so I've just been chilling with the free handouts. C says, that's kinda messed up, dude. H says, yo, not my freaking fault if homie wants to be a simp. I'ma probably get more next month. You should hit him up too. At that point, C blocked H. When I confronted H with it, she coughed up some lame butt excuses and begged me to just help her out one more month because she's out of her lease and will get evicted. I told her to find another simp because I was just trying to do right by my friends. Two days ago, she hits me up one more time, offering hooking up with me if I pay for a moving truck and if I know anyone's couch she can crash on. Lol, bye, enjoy couch hopping. See, if you've got a good thing going like this and you want to be scummy and try to ride on it for as long as you can, you don't go around bragging about how you're an awful person taking advantage of another person, especially your mutual friend. H was asking for it by going to C, who's a friend of OP's, and saying, yeah, I'm taking way advantage of our friend, you should do it too. What more of a record scratch, wait you've been doing what to my friend, kind of moment do you need? But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another absolutely crazy revenge story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.